This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. This episode is sponsored by The Path, the coach-guided membership designed to help you make alcohol small and relevant in your life by removing your true desire to grab that next drink. Our science-based, compassion-led program allows you not only to shift your behavior and your relationship around alcohol, but more importantly, uncover and reprogram your subconscious conditioning and neural connections that have been keeping you stuck for years. With daily live breakthrough coaching, an intimate and supportive community, regular peer-to-peer connection calls, and a complete vault of resources, this is where your path to total freedom and effortless enjoyment of your new way of life begins. Join us at NakedMindPath.com. Hi, this is Annie Grace, and I am answering readers' questions. And today, I have a really good question. I think that I ruffled some feathers, and so I am going to answer this question. Um, But this is from a reader, and she says... Hi, Annie. I was really upset to read a recent email from you where you actually say that the best way to stop drinking is to stop trying to stop drinking. I didn't, I'll admit, I didn't read past the subject line, but I don't understand how this is possibly a good idea. And I think it's actually somewhat dangerous. So can you please explain what you mean? So I love this question. This is such a good question. And Here's the reality is that my journey through this maze that is alcohol was long and twisted. And then I really got traction and things changed for me when I made a really radical decision. And that decision was that I stopped trying to stop drinking. And I want to give you a little bit of context. So imagine me probably for six, seven years, I was doing what you would think would be the right thing to do, right? I was realizing that alcohol was taking as much, if not more than it was giving. I was becoming increasingly disillusioned and wanting it less and less, although I was craving it more and more. So I was feeling like I needed something that I was seeing was not actually doing me a lot of favors anymore. I was waking up with a pit in my stomach. I was beating myself up about things I didn't said. I was wondering why I felt so out of control in this one area of my life when everything else seemed I seemed like I was together. All of these things were starting to happen. All of these negative effects were piling on and becoming increasingly hard to ignore. And so I did what was, I thought the right logical thing to do. And I started to try and drink less. And so what I would do is I would make rules for myself. And those rules included things like, okay, I'm going to not drink until the weekend, or I'm going to only drink on the weekends, Friday and Saturday, and then I'm not going to drink during the week. And, or I'm only going to have two glasses of wine, or I'm going to have at least one alcohol-free day a week. And and you can hear that these rules are, are long and varied because I tried so many of them. And here's the reality is I could keep to the rule for a little bit of time with a lot of effort and a lot of emotional pain. And my emotional pain looked like I feel so sad for myself. I feel like I'm missing out. I I would literally say on the nights that I was supposed to be the designated driver and I was supposed to drive everybody around and I couldn't drink. I would say, what is the point? Why even go out? What is even the point of doing this? Because I was so attached to drinking that I thought I certainly can't even have fun if I'm not drinking. 
And so I would create these rules. And if I could keep them, I was in pain. And the pain sounded like I was missing out. I felt sorry for myself. I felt deprived. I was wondering what the point was. And it was awful. And so when I would exert force on myself by way of rules, that force would eventually backlash. You know, I imagine it like you're pushing a beach ball under the water and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this even though I don't want to. And I, I take all this energy and I'm pushing this beach ball under the water. And then all of a sudden the beach ball's under the water. And I'm like, look at me, I'm, I'm you know, taking a break from alcohol. It's not really a big deal. I have no problem, but inwardly I'm like, well, and I really do feel sad about this. I feel like I'm missing out. I feel like I'm mourning something. I feel like how am I even gonna you know, socialize or loosen up or have fun? I feel like what's the point? And then all of a sudden those feelings of resentment really for the decision I was trying to make would come to a head and I would say, screw it. And that beach ball would pop back up and I would just say, forget it. This is miserable. I'm just gonna keep drinking. And I would keep drinking. And then I would reach a point where I was like, oh man, this really isn't doing me any favors. This really is you know, creating havoc in my life. This really is a problem. And the cycle would repeat itself with a different set of rules that I thought maybe I could keep to this time. And you see how I was on this constant cycle. And the things that were happening in the cycle were a few. I was losing trust in myself. I was losing faith in my own ability to make and keep decisions. You know, they say that the secret to self-love is to do things and then keep your word to yourself. I don't know if that's true or not, but I can tell you that's exactly the opposite of what I was doing. I was continuously letting myself down. And I was starting to wonder, why am I together in all these other areas of my life, but I can't get this under control? Why am I so weak? And I was asking myself this primary question, which was, what is wrong with you, Annie Grace? What is your problem? This is the question that I was constantly asking myself. And so in this moment of time that I can only de describe as like, I don't know, um, a beautiful, beautiful moment of clarity and, you know, divine intervention or the universe speaking to me, whatever you want to call it. But in this moment of time, I was coming back from a really boozy work trip in London and I was coming back through the airport and I had, had had a few drinks first thing in the morning, which was one of kind of those invisible lines that I knew I shouldn't cross, but I was feeling so hungover. I was like, I just have to get on the plane. I just have to get myself home and then it's going to be okay. But I was realizing that I was bringing the worst of myself back to my family when they really deserved the best of me. And I was leaving the best of myself, you know, on the floor at these pubs where I was staying out to all hours of the night, drinking with people I didn't even really care about. And I was sitting in the airport so upset with myself, upset with myself about drinking first thing in the morning, upset with myself about this long twisted history of many, many years of trying to make promises to myself and not being able to do it. Upset with myself because the question I was always asking myself was what's wrong with me. And every time you ask your brain a question, it comes up with answers immediately. And so it was peppering me with answers about what exactly was wrong with me. And none of them were pleasant. And what happened in that moment is I realized I needed a new question. I needed to understand why, why was it so different? Why did I feel together in all other areas of my life? But this was a strange exception. Why was it that I used to be able to really truly take it or leave it. And now if I left it even for a few days, I felt so deprived and so miserable. Why was it that something was causing me so much pain 
was something that I was so unwilling to get rid of. Why did I feel like I didn't have any control anymore over my own life and in these situations? And so asking myself this question and replacing the question, what's wrong with me with this question of why, I realized that I needed to do something really drastic to get off the cycle that I had been on. And by really drastic, I realized that what I had been doing, <laughs> making these rules, breaking them, being on this very painful cycle of starts and stops, it was not working. And of course, the definition of insanity is to try the same thing over and over again and have it not work and then be surprised. And so I said to myself, like, wow, I need to do something totally different. And in that moment, I just realized what I needed to do was I needed to stop trying to stop drinking. I needed to do two things instead. By stopping trying to stop drinking, I needed to awaken self-compassion and curiosity for my behavior. I needed to be able to look at myself, not with loathing and hatred, but with a question of like, why? Why are you doing this? Why do you want to escape your life right now? What are you feeling? All of these curious questions that could not have judgment in them. They couldn't be entwined with judgment because judgment just creates more pain and it wants to make me, instead of sitting with the question, being curious, allowing for the answer, it just wanted to you know, make me run and hide and escape into another drink. And so in order to ask those questions, I needed to not be in the cycling pain of beating myself up, of using all of this willpower, because guess what happens in that cycle? It gets really, really loud inside your head. Inside your head, you start, when am I gonna drink? How much is too much? What is, what is going to be the consequence if I don't do it this time? How am I gonna make myself do it? Why can't I keep it together? Like all of this stuff, it's loud, it's incessant, it's constant, it's like drums beating in your head all the time. You can never stop thinking about drinking in one form or another, whether it's what to drink, when to drink, why not to drink, how can you stop yourself from drinking? All of this stuff, it's so incredibly loud. And I realized that in order to find out why I was doing it, I need to learn some new stuff. I need to actually explore why. And I could not even have the capacity to understand my own behavior with these drums beating in my head because there was no room for curious questioning. There was no room for self-compassion. There was no room for observation of my behavior without judgment. All of that stuff was not even available to me because of how loud this incessant cycle of shame and blame and guilt had become. And so in that moment, I said, okay, and I wrote in my journal, I'm gonna do two things. I'm gonna stop trying to stop drinking and I awaken self-compassion, allow myself to just be curious about my own behavior with compassion rather than judgment. It's number one. And in the space that that creates, I'm going to learn why am I drinking more than I want to anyway? And that launched me on the many months of research that ended up becoming this naked mind, the book, because in that moment, I allowed that there was more space in my head and without blaming myself and without the pain of that cycle, severing that cycle is what allowed me to actually explore my behavior in a way that was filled with compassion and filled with curiosity and not judgment. And I started to answer all the questions like, what does it really do for me? Does it really relax me? Does it really make me feel better? Does it really help me loosen up in the bedroom? Does it really make me a better salesperson or networker? Am I better at my job because of this? All of these questions. 
I was able to answer. And at the end of the day, through that journey, I was able to look back and say, wow, because of this new knowledge, how I feel about drinking has changed. I cannot imagine pouring myself a glass of wine knowing that it's just going to release cortisol and adrenaline and it's just going to make me anxious and it's going to numb me from this one life I have and it's going to steal my memories. Like all of the stuff I had learned, I couldn't actually look at that glass of wine and be like, yes, let me have that because it's going to be such a great experience. That was gone and replaced with truth that it wasn't going to be a great experience at all. And when that happened, my emotions changed. And guess what? It is really easy to say no to something you don't want or desire. It is really hard to say no to something you know you should do less of, but you desperately want and desire. And that was the cycle I was in before. But when I changed that, when I stopped trying to stop drinking, when I allowed the space for curiosity, for questioning without judgment, and I allowed the space for learning and for digging into the science. And we live in this beautiful day and age where you can literally go and just for 50, 100, 250 bucks, download any scientific study, read it till your heart's content and get all these questions answered for myself. I no longer had to be a doctor or a therapist or somebody with you know direct access or credentials. You can just go and find this information. And I was mind blown because that information that I could not have consumed with those drums beating incessantly in my head, that information changed my perspective. And by changing my perspective, it changed my desire. And by changing my desire for a drink, it made it so that not drinking was actually truly easy. Now, living awake living without numbing, living present to all of your emotions, that's a whole other can of worms. In fact, the entire um, last nine months of our year-long PATH program is completely focused on how to live awake inside a mind that is, is bent on <laughs> worry and pain and how to rewire your brain to actually be joyful and, and present and happy and build a life you don't want to escape from. But that work had yet to start for me. The work of just putting down the drink though was almost euphoric in how easy it was because that work had come from a total mindset shift, which only resulted in that decision as a result of that decision to stop trying to stop drinking and instead to awaken self-compassion and to learn why I was doing it in the first place. And that is the path that I actually suggest in our PATH program for people who are really ready to make a change and who have been on that incessant cycle for years and years. That is why that email said, in my opinion, one of the best ways to stop drinking is actually to stop trying to stop drinking because then you get rid of the drums, you get rid of the noise and you awaken space for new knowledge and new knowledge leads to new emotions. New emotions can lead to effortless behavior change. 
Hey, I'm so excited because we are literally just about to start another live alcohol experiment. And if you don't know about the alcohol experiment, you need to literally drop everything right now and go to livealcoholexperiment.com. Here's the thing. This is a 30-day challenge and it's designed to interrupt your patterns and put you back in touch with the best version of you. You'll know it's that version that's living the most joyful life. That version that doesn't need alcohol to relax or have a good time. And that version that's having more fun and is more peaceful than ever. Again, it's just a 30-day challenge. It's live every single day. It's starting on the first. So hurry up, join me at livealcoholexperiment.com. And as always, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast as it truly helps the message reach somebody who might need to hear it today.